Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. Happy October. It is Monday, October 2nd, first day of uh, Q4, and SPY was down on Friday. I mean, it, it had a pretty good day on Friday. I mean, you know, it opened up at 431. It got to um, 431.68, uh, 431.85, I should say. Uh, it closed at 427. Not horrible, considering Friday when we were uh, in the market, we were heading towards a government shutdown. There was no hope, no chance. Um, McCarthy was sticking to his guns of not working with the Dems. All of a sudden, yeah, uh, things changed over a weekend. Now McCarthy's uh, future is in danger as Speaker of the House. Um, you know, Matt Gates and, and is threatening to uh, take bring a vote up to remove him. Uh, just be aware that now McCarthy has dug his heels in. He has to work with Democrats. He has to get some Democrats to vote to keep him in. Uh, and uh, uh, AOC has already said, hell no, I ain't voting for him to stay in. Uh, I'm not sure what the alternative is. You know, McCarthy is probably the best of the um, uh, alternatives. So I, I just, I think we get stuck in that that vote again where what it took 18 19 times to try and get him even voted again so if he's actually ousted where are we um but the dow futures uh, when we opened up last night way up they they way up i mean we were talking like dow was up like 100 points and stuff it's now negative dow is now negative 100 points expected to open s&p down 13 uh nasdaq is expected to open up down 30 um but i wanted to take a look at spy and, and this is what I wanted to show you on SPY. The MACD cross-up. If we had closed up on Friday, we would have seen a MACD cross-up. We haven't seen a MACD cross-up. If we open up down now, it will probably go down and it will avert the cross-up. From this point to the next, um, to, to the highs back here in August, it's 7%. Okay? So if, if for some reason, some good news comes into the market... Uh, you know, all of a sudden, the, the, the government's debt is completely wiped out. Something happens. We've got big, you know, I'm looking at my Webull economic cal- calendar. Um, Jolt's job openings on 10-3 tomorrow uh, for August. Um, we've got the uh, non-farm payrolls in September. Uh, for uh, That's on Thursday. And then the unemployment rate. Uh, all of that stuff comes in on Thursday. So we've got a big economic week that heads, you know, again, the, the Fed doesn't re- meet in October. They meet in November. So we'll be able to get good, the, the government shutdown averted means that the Fed will have some really good data to look at for their decision on uh, Friday or I'm, I'm sorry, in November. But from this point to the highs, you've got 7%. If we're going to go down, we're probably going to go down to this 419 level. Uh, right now in pre-market, you're at 426. 
you're down slightly, not a ton on SPY, but you are down. And I wanted to show that we may get faked out here. May get faked out on the cross up, may take a few more days. I'm still bullish on Q4. Uh, I still think that there is more good news than there is bad news. And, and again, the bad news uh, rates, you know, the 10 year going to 5%. That's what everybody says. We've still got a half a point to go. And that could take the stock market down significantly. Uh, government, d- dysfunctional, spending, uh, dysfunctional. Um, you've got a lot of macro headwinds that are he- in the face. And we haven't had these rates high for very long. And they're saying higher for longer. So, I, again, I, I, I stay confident that the S&P's future earnings are solid. Nobody's taking the earnings down. Everybody's sticking with the future earnings, which means we're trading at about you know, 18, 19 times uh, future earnings. Could be brought down to 17. If something breaks, expect that to be brought down uh, and expect this to come down. But again, from an overall standpoint, I, I'm not a big uh, you know, bear in, in that, hey, let's buy SQQQ and, and chill. No, I mentioned it in the, the newsletter, by the way. Um, uh, Saturday's newsletter was why and how I'm evaluating the the core portfolio. And if you if you're not signed up for Savvy Trader, you should. The core portfolio is um, this is the trading portfolio. But I've got two portfolios in Savvy Trader, and there's a link down below. But the core portfolio is I want to get this down to 20 stocks. Um, right now, the core portfolio I believe is somewhere in the neighborhood of 37 stocks. I took stocks out of there. I haven't taken it out of publicly yet because I do want the paid members of the newsletter to have some advantage. But there will be five stocks that will be taken out of this over the course of this week. Um, and if you're subscribed for free to the core portfolio, you don't have to pay for this one. Uh, you'll see there. there's notes. So if you just look at the history of this one, um, do, 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 where do I get to the history? Uh, there is a history tab somewhere around here. Um, here we go. History up here. History tab. You can see uh, Coke paid a dividend. Bank of America paid a dividend. You get all of these alerts when, when you're subscribed to it. Paid a dividend. Um, I withdrew cash. I purchased more Eli Lilly. Um, and I took uh, Merck out of the core portfolio. So that it doesn't get changed a lot. But if you're new, there were a lot of questions. I get a lot of questions um, uh, from my uh, listeners. Hey, I'm new to investing. Where should I start? Well, to start, start, just pick five stocks out of the core portfolio. Become an expert on those five stocks. You can chart those five stocks. You, you don't even need to chart them. You can just watch their price action. Where do they trade? Um, what's their P.E.? What products do they hold? What's the future of this? Um, you know, the, 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 who's the management uh, of these companies? That's what you want to do. You just, and that's why I created the core portfolio because they're good companies with good products, with good management and good earnings. Some of them don't have great earnings uh, like Target, you know, uh, like, you know, Coke is coming down. Coke has had a bad run here. But these are, these are core portfolio stocks that you should own, um, like Uber is in there. I, I think Uber's a great company. And speaking of Uber, I got my um, uh, Seeking Alpha quant rating update. And I'll include this in the newsletter. I don't have a picture of it right now. But the quant rating of Uber went from hold to strong buy. The quant rating of Snowflake went from hold to buy. Uh, Goldman Sachs, the quant rating went from buy to hold. So the, the one that I want to look at, Uber, I'm just going to buy more. 
Honest to God, Uber, I'm just going to buy it. Absolutely, 100%, I'm going to buy more. I bought some last week. I think at about $45.50, $45.60, somewhere around there. Uh, You can look at my trading portfolio on Savvy Trader. $46.75 is the cross-up on Uber. Um, It's trading right now at $45.88. Snowflake um, from a hold to buy. Let's see. Snowflake, I think it's a $180 stock. It has hit that $185 several times and bounced off it. You can see it right here in uh, July. Um, this one at 151 right below the 200-day. I don't think it's a horrible one. I hold this. I think my average price is around 160 170 somewhere in that neighborhood. And Goldman Sachs, which is the one that, that got downgraded. Um, this is one that probably got downgraded just on a, hey, financials might get hit. 323 is where it's trading right now. Um, I think this stock, you could probably get it for 310 I do think this is a $350 stock, so I'm not going to rip on this one. You know what is ripping? Crypto. You know why crypto's ripping? Is because of the government shutdown, uh, being averted, I should say. Not that they're getting shut down. The government shutdown uh, would have delayed the, um, the, the, uh, the, the Bitcoin ETF. And so now Mara is up 8%, $9.22. Not, er- not too late to get in. I do think this is a $10 stock. I think it comes up here to its 50-day and, and, and then probably rejects. You can see the death cross right there, the 50-day under the 200. Uh, but Mara's running. Uh, Riot is running. Uh, <laughs> ironic, Riot is running. Riot, GBTC, ETHE, both of them had cross-ups and they're in the, the cross-up list uh, for scans. $9.54 on Riot if you want to do Riot. I prefer Mara. Uh, I don't track Riot as much, but GBTC, which is the Bitcoin trust. If you want to just buy Bitcoin, Fidelity, by the way, allows you to buy Bitcoin right in your uh, your account. So I found that out this weekend that I can just buy Bitcoin through the Fidelity app. Um, I like that. I mean, yeah, I didn't know that Fidelity was into that, but I guess they are. You know, there's some kinks in the in the the old dog. Uh, but GBTC, E T H uh, E B I T O. And I will at some point, uh, because this weekend, if, if you want to go back, by the way, if you want to go to the newsletter um, and go back to any of last week's um, uh, links right here, the TrendSpider 2 to $150 offer, I think they still have it on. I, I, I think they do. I'd have to log out of it. I think it's going to take me directly to, uh, yeah, it takes me there. But if you click on that, I think you can still get the $250, $249.60. It was a huge promotion, huge response. Um, everybody that gets it, I am going to create a crypto watch list, and I will include that in the, the welcome letter. For anybody that signed up, um, just stay tuned because I will send out the link in the newsletter uh, for you so that you can import it. It's, it's super nice and easy. Uh, and it will be a list of crypto stuff that I, I watch, um, crypto stocks, uh, the Bitcoin, um, you know, I think it's Binance one that I typically watch. And, but you can look at crypto in uh, TrendSpider as well. But I'll, I'll create that. Um, interesting point, and, and I'll go back to uh, the home of Finviz. Um, Finviz, the, the interesting thing is um, there are more than 30 stocks that have a dividend yield above that of the 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 six-month t-bill there's only 30 stocks of the s&p 5 that's less than 10 percent 
that have a dividend yield less than a six-month T-bill. That's crazy. That's nuts. There's only 33% of uh, the the NYSE, NASDAQ, and Amex that are trading above their 200-day. There's only 20% that are trading above their 50-day. So this this means that this is a market that I think you can buy. Absolutely think you can buy. Energy's down, uh, you know, but it, it doesn't feel comfortable to buy. It absolutely does not feel comfortable to buy. Um, let's take a look at some of the stocks that I personally noticed. Roblox, it was up 4%. It's almost at 30. I still say this is a $30 stock. It's got its confirmation in pre-market. It's at 28.90. It's down a little bit, um, 0.21%. Shopify. Uh, Shopify was up 3% on Friday. Um, it's got a buy here at 54.59. Again, I point out this is support level right here, $48. That covers this gap. It hasn't covered that gap yet, but it covers that gap. You do have confirmation above the nine day. Uh, it's down 0.09%. Again, this was up in, in pre-market. Uh, Palantir is one. I think this is a $25 stock. Uh, Palantir it was up to $16 on Friday. It's trading at $15.99. This has confirmation. It's over the 200-day. You can see. Just use that 200-day as support. The 50-day is kind of bouncing off there. I continue to say this one is a really, really good stock. Um, Disney, in my Friday newsletter, I brought this up, on Saturday newsletter, I brought this up. It's almost a cross-up, still uncertain, but I like uh, if you need to dollar cost average this one. This one might get a cross-up here. And again, at 81, are you going down to 75? Potentially. It's still not a a huge, you know, here's the thing. Uh, Sunday, yesterday, the Jags played Atlanta in London. Uh, you could have watched on Disney Plus the video game version. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, you could. You also needed to subscribe to ESPN Plus in order to see the game. That's Disney making money. I mean, ESPN Plus, it's them making money. Was there a huge response to it? No, probably not. I'm a huge football fan. I, I signed up for Sunday Ticket. In fact, tonight, talking about sports betting, if you want to bet on the Seattle Seahawks, Bet on the Seattle Seahawks over the Giants. Two things. Seattle's 5-0 and uh, going into MetLife Stadium. Every time they've played in MetLife Stadium, they are undefeated 5-0, and uh, which is good. Daniel Jones, on the other hand, is 0-6 in primetime Monday night football games. 0-6. And, and Saquon Barkley probably won't. If he's even in there, I don't think he'll be 100%. Giants desperately need a win. But again, Disney... Uh, their average target price is 106. They're trading at $80.81. Um, the the MACD is crossing up. It's in a downward spiral. If you need to dollar cost average this one, it might not be a bad time. Uh, the other thing that I noticed was um, Tesla. Tesla has confirmation. Let's look at this one. Uh, and God, I hate how uh, Chrome is so slow on my computer. I love Safari, but Transpider doesn't like Safari. Um, there's some issues with coding in Safari. So, uh, but Tesla does have confirmation, doesn't have a cross up yet. It's down at 243. It's down a couple of 2.64%. Uh, it's one of the heaviest hit, 
Um, it's at Dow Laggard, 2.47%. It's in the top five of the low. Uh, it, it has confirmation, maybe a cross-up. This might be a good time to buy this one. Here's the thing. You are nowhere near a resolution with the UAW. What does that do? That puts pressure, not right now, but probably in a couple of months, um, of Tesla, uh, of, uh, I'm sorry, the, the big three automakers, Stellantis, GM, and Ford, putting out cars. Uh, there's two ways that you can look at this. You can say, oh, well, you know, used cars are going to go up. Well, used car, car inventory, people have low car loans. They don't want to get rid of their, um, their brand new cars. For a used car, they want to get rid of their brand new cars for a new car. So used cars out for those people. Second thing is, my, my, I had three friends over the past two weeks buy Teslas. Uh, the price that when they were shopping for cars, the price is so competitive for a Model, th- a Model Y and a Model 3 that they couldn't pass it up. They were like, you know, hey, I have a second car in my family. If I want a gas car for a road trip, I don't have to take the Tesla, even though I love Tesla for a road trip. But it's interesting because I think Elon will continue to reduce the price of the Tesla uh, Model Y and Model 3, which, by the way, are the best-selling cars in America, most American-made cars. If you're, if you're you know, rah-rah American like uh, Merrick Garland was last night on 60 Minutes, if you're rah-rah America, you should buy Tesla, most, one, most American-made car that, that's manufactured. And you've got a MACD cross-up here. So you are probably going to see some type of cross-up and, and buy here in this thing. Now, here's, here's the reason you should listen to this algorithm. The algorithm over 24.3 months, uh, Tesla, it makes you 109% over two years. You know what you make over two years just buying and holding Tesla? Minus 3%. I hold Tesla in XLY. I don't hold it right now in my personal portfolio, but super interesting right there for for a couple of reasons. And I just brought it up. You know, they will announce this week their Q3 earning or Q3 deliveries. Um, that's an interesting one because I have a couple of friends that work for Tesla who said it was night and day. Um, they may be, you know, I think Orlando may be one of the uh, places that actually leads the country with deliveries. Uh, SMCI. I've talked about this one before and I talked about it. it those paid newsletter uh, subscribers got the benefit of a, a pretty good look at this one. Uh, this is a company that basically when a company wants a large language model and they buy NVIDIA chips, the H100, and they buy those rigs, this is the company that puts them together. So this will trade in conjunction with uh, NVIDIA. The difference is Here's the big difference, and I included, I think I included the uh, in the paid newsletter, a Seeking Alpha article um, that took a look at, uh, it might have even been Friday's newsletter. Here's the difference. I mean, the PE of NVIDIA, PE is 105. Forward PE is 26, you, so you're paying 26 times uh, for NVIDIA. SMCI, on the other hand, you're paying 12 for forward. Remember what I told you about the S&P trading? At uh, on average about 18. This is trading at 12. It's got room to grow. Now they will need to continue to grow their uh, their their earnings, but they've been blowing it out. And there's a gap up there. Year to date, this one's up 234 percent. Average target price 364. You're trading at 270, and that comes from recent prices. Here, 
April 6th of this year, downgrade. Webb Bush, neutral to underperform. $65 price target. <laughs> Are you kidding me? June, initiated Rosenblatt, $300 price target. Uh, August 23rd, underperformed to neutral. Uh, this was an upgrade, $250 price target. Uh, Barclays, initiated coverage, September 19th, $327 price target. I think it covers that gap up to $350. I think if we continue to move this, you've got 26% from here. It's trading at $277 right now. Uh, Brad Freeman, the stock nerd, he brought up a good point. Duolingo, a new 52-week high for a growth stock, well-deserved with 2024 uh, sell-side earnings, estimates up 130%. Special company. Uh, Let's look at this one. This is one of his core portfolios. uh, And I like Brad. Uh, Brad trades uh, growth stocks mainly on a um, a fundamental basis. So he doesn't go crazy saying that, hey, you know, this stock pounding the table. He looks at their growth. He looks at their valuation. He looks at a lot of things that that kind of go into his buy. Um, Duolingo. uh, D-U-O-L. I don't want duo. D-O-U-O-U-D-U-O-L, D-U-O-L. Here, 166.63, and you're trading at 165. Now, if we take a look at long-term, the the algorithm, by the way, loses you 48% on this. Whereas if you bought it and held it for two years, uh, it it, it makes you 3%. So the algorithm doesn't work very well on this one, doesn't tend to get you out uh, soon enough. Um, when I say that the algorithm doesn't work, eh, you know, it, it just it doesn't perform on, on some stocks very well. This one, long term, you have confirmation. You've got a positive 50 day, you have a positive uh, uh, nine day, positive 21 day. If we look at the algorithm on this, um, the four hour, just look at the chart most recently, you can see it's run. I mean, it's, it's running really, really hard into this 52 week high. Do I suggest you buy it here? No. But it, it is part of a good long-term growth strategy that Brad has. I like Brad. I think he does a really good, uh, really good job. Now, let's take a look at uh, Annalie Capital was an interesting one because there was an article here. I saw this in Seeking Alpha, and I'll link to this in the newsletter. Uh, this is 13. The, 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 the articles, uh, and by the way, the boomer's picture right there. Um, it kind of told me everything that I needed to know. 13% yield recession proof must own in your retirement portfolio. I don't like, he doesn't like using reverse uh, market ETFs for hedging. I tend to like that. Uh, over the long run, getting paid income from counter cyclical investments. Uh, Annalie is a REIT. Annalie is 100% a REIT. You can see it. Earnings per share, $2.93. PE, forward PE is 6.43. Dividend rate, $2.83. That's a 15% yield. Now, what I wanted to look at is, is he right? You can kind of take a look at this. um, One strong hedging idea. He says, hey, take your 15%. Um, and, and take it and, you know, what, if we're going into a recession and things are going down, that, then you at least you get your 15% dividend because these guys constantly and consistently pay their dividend. So I went over here to the, ch- the charting of Annalie Capital and I said, you know what, let me look at VOO and, and let's take and I'm taking a look at total uh, payout. So this includes the dividend. Over one year, Annalie Capital is down, over one month, I'm sorry, Annalie Capital is down 7%. VOO is down 5%. So in the short term, the, the actual asset is not keeping up. Six months, 
Uh, Annalie Capital up 7%. VOO is only up 4.71. Okay, six months, you've got a great one. Year to date, Annalie Capital is down 2%. That includes dividend payments. And VOO is up 13%. We start diverting. Again, we're, we're 10 months in. So we've started diverting between six and 10 months. If you think the recession is coming... Might not be a bad idea for Annalie Capital, but you don't know what's going to happen. Again, I'm, I'm bullish on this economy. So then we start looking at one year, uh, 23% for Annalie Capital, 19% for VOO. We look at three year. Uh, this is where the, the divergence really comes in. Annalie Capital is down 5%. VOO is up 34%. That is with the uh, dividend payment factored in. Because this is total performance. That's not that's not just the capital. This is including your dividend payment. Five year, it gets worse. Annalie Capital is down 13%. VOO is 59%. My point of this is when you see an article like this, go and do your research. Understand that the headline is there for you to, to do your research. I don't believe that a 15% uh, dividend rate is good. I believe that 15% is being paid uh, in lieu of reinvesting in the business. And that, to me, just seems counter counterintuitive. Uh, so you do your, your research into this. Uh, read some of the comments if you can read them. There's 116 comments. Dividend trap. Just look at the numbers. Do not listen to this. I used to, to own this stock. Um, federal cut rates to zero. What kind of statement is that? Have you looked at this closely? Have you seen their financial costs explode? Yeah. I, I mean, there's a significant backlash on this one. So my point being, when you see this stuff, if somebody tells you, you know what? I just read this great article. It's got a 15% dividend. Why wouldn't you buy it? Understand what you're getting into. That's the main thing that you want to do. And I'll, I'll put that in the, um, in the newsletter. Uh, and I'll include some, some charts in there as well uh, of the one year and, and such. Uh, we're going to get rid of that. We're going to get rid of that. TrendSpider, uh, a new uh, uh, scanner that you can import. Bearish engulfing month, monthly candles. This is good long term uh, because you don't want to own necessarily these companies. Uh, they're bearish and it's a monthly engulfing candle. So you can look up on Investopedia what a, a, a engulfing candle is. Um, weekly stock pick. Uh, if you guys don't know weekly stock pick on my weekly stock, um, dot substack.com, you can look at him up. I, I, re- I recommend him. Uh, but it's Caterpillar and Caterpillar just had a cross up late last week at 279. Uh, it is up 0.78%. So buy it. His, his entire strategy for this is buy on a Monday, sell on a Friday. And it's worked. It's worked really, really well. Um, Chris from Substack. Let me see. I think it was on Friday's um, comment. Let me see if I can scroll down and see the end of it. Uh, Yeah, there's Chris. Uh, Another great podcast. Thanks for all the due diligence you put in for us lazy hats. I don't call anybody lazy hats. It's degenerates. (laughs) Uh, On a side note, I was listening to Seeking Alpha's podcast investing experts. I I didn't even know, by the way, Chris, that Seeking Alpha had a podcast. I did not get to listen to it. I was busy all weekend. I was on the couch, uh, full disclosure, on the couch all day yesterday watching football. So that's what I call busy. It's my day. It's God's day. 
Um, but yeah, investing experts, Chris DeMuth has a hard on for SHF Holdings, ticker says SHFS, a cannabis company. Yes, it's on FizzViz, kudos. Yes, they're losing money, but there is an upside with SHF owning a niche market, trading at 80 cents per share with a $10.50 price target. What are your thoughts on this penny stock and penny stocks overall? Uh, SHFS. Let's first look up the chart and I'll give you my thoughts on penny stocks. I'm not a huge fan of penny stocks. And the reason I'm not a huge fan of penny stocks is it's basically throwing money at the wind. Um, There is not a whole hell of a lot of penny stocks that wind up being um, worth it. Now, the good news is when you go from, you know, one cent to two cent, that's 100% gain. (laughs) Uh, The bad news is um, most of these companies are just not making money. And SHFS, let's take a look. The stock has pumped from 41 to 81 cents. And that 41 cent buy on the algorithm just happened on August 31st. Now, the bad news is the algorithm loses you 59%. Good news is, if you would have bought and held this stock for two years, you'd be down 91%. (laughs) So that's why I typically don't like um, uh, penny stocks, is because they do this kind of thing. It's just a downward trajectory. Even worse, this this looks like a SPAC. Yep, this was a SPAC. So there's no telling what the actual fundamentals of this business are. Let's look at let's look at Finviz because they may give us a a, a, a look at it and, and understand. I'm not close to the cannabis space. Yes, I love edibles. I am a fan of edibles. I do edibles whenever I can, whenever it's legal. Um, but I, I am not a, a a super fan of the cannabis industry. It's taxed to death. I think even if it becomes legal, it will be taxed to death. Uh, the illegal trade. You can buy a, uh, an edible in Vegas for 25 bucks, or just go down to your local you know, uh, street corner and buy, buy some edibles for like $4, $5. There's no taxes on it. So the market cap is $36 million. It is small. The average target price is $10.50. You're right. Price to sales, 2.48. Not horrible, but they ain't making money. They're losing $54 million. They're losing, they have a market cap of $36 million. And they're losing $54 million. They have cash on hand of $0.18 cents per share. What's 23.73 uh, times 0.18? The answer is 4.2714. They have $4 million bucks on hand. So there's a dilution coming. Absolute dilution or bankruptcy. One or the other. Um, when you see this, when you see Global Newswire, that's stuff that's put out by the company. Um, this is not a huge kind of, uh, but uh, there's some insider buying here at 39, 59 cents. And that's fairly big. I mean, 22,000 bucks from the chief legal officer. These guys aren't probably huge billionaires. I mean, again, the market cap is 36 million. Uh, SHFS uh, engages in the provision of financial services focused on the cannabis industry. It provides access to banking and financing solutions for the cannabis industry. The company is headquartered in Golden, Colorado. So they're, they're not in the cannabis industry. They do the finances for cannabis. If you guys know about finances for cabinet cannabis, it's tough. I'd have to listen to that podcast, to be honest with you, Chris. Um, I, I, and I'm big on the cannabis industry. Here's the thing. Don't buy it at 80 cents. 
if it does have a $10.50 price target, buy it $4. When it starts going up, buy it at $4. So I, I just, I don't think that there's any point in time that you need to rush into this. If it is a $10 stock, you'll have time to buy in before it gets to 10 bucks. You'll have some justification and some, some, um, some validation here. Uh, right now, it does on the four hour. Let's see, let's run this on the four hour because that's a weekly. On the four hour, it does look like it's got some confirmation. Again, how am I going to say, hey, don't buy this at 41 cents and all of a sudden it's at 83 cents? That may be the, the benefit of the podcast right there. Um, you know, Seeking Alpha probably has a fairly uh, positive um, podcast and news stories that they do. That could just be the bump right there. And but be careful about people talking up their book. That, that, that's the biggest thing is when you see somebody go on TV and start pounding the table about something, more than likely they're invested in it. And, and, and CNBC has those disclosures, but there's some type of backdoor investment. So be careful. Roblox, by the way, on its way to 30, it's up 2% today. Um, that's one of, one of the big ones. Wow, Apple's up 1%. Um, Google is up 1%. So we're seeing some of these high flyers. Meta's up 1%. Um, NVIDIA is up 2% at 445. Uh, shit, I didn't get that one. Uh, Tristan, um, I missed this one. He, he posted a while ago. He says, cool to see the uh, mention of Cord Energy. I frack with Halliburton on Cord Energy Wells. Wished I would have bought in October 2020. Cord Energy was one of these stocks that I, I think it was a favorite of the um, energy sector. Um, a while ago, it's kind of lost its way because it hasn't had the huge dividends of late, but it's been a significant, significant gainer. And I don't want to show you the short term, even though the short term is great on this one. Um, the, the, the algorithm gets you out of this one way too often, way too often. Um, but you can see here, if we just pull this back, uh, this is Cord Energy. And this goes all the way back to 2021, where they were trading at $23. And now they're at $160 a share. And it's a fracking company. This is liquid natural gas or natural gas, whatever. Um, I'm a fan of this and I was a fan because of the the dividend. Now I'm I'm not as, as much a fan, but it's in the energy sector. It's doing well. Bender from Spotify wanted me to look at OP, which is Ocean Pal. Uh, OP, this is another one that, I'm not sure I would invest in this one, OP, but it, it's a dollar seventy-three right here. Look at look at the the pump up in volume tells me that this is one hundred percent some type of retail stuff, some type of pump up. It's got the confirmation. It's got a gap up here. I don't know what they do, but to move from two dollars and seventy-eight cents to cover a gap at eight eight seventy-six has to be huge. So let's go over to Finviz and let's look at OP. Uh, Ocean Pal. Ocean Pal is a company. They have three uh, market cap of three million dollars. This is even smaller than the, uh, the the than SHFS. This is not even like you could throw money out the window and have a market cap of three point six million dollars. They're losing two point four eight million dollars. They have cash on hand. They have tons of cash on hand. For some reason, they have a ton of cash. I don't know why. I don't know what this company does. It's marine shipping. Let's see. Um, 
it's a holding company which engaged in the provision of shipping, transportation services, also specialized in the ownership of vessels, transports iron ore, coal, grains, and miners, uh, bulks uh, such as box steel, phosphate, blah, blah, blah. The company was founded in April 15th, 2020, headquartered in Athens, Greece. Um, it doesn't have a PE because it's losing so much money. You don't have a dilution coming up because they have 13, four, almost $14. They have $14 million, um, $15 million of cash on hand. So far, year to date, it's down 86%. Again, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's, you're against trading this one. It has a reverse split here too, by the way. Uh, if you go back here, let's look at the weekly. We'll go back to the weekly and we can look at that reverse split. Reverse split is never good. And this reverse split, they've had one here in December 2022. Oh, and then they had one here this year in June. It's all reverse splits for one for 10. And it's crazy you know, to think that you, know, you can reverse split and continue down. Now, trading wise, I don't think it's a crazy trade. You can double your money in something like this. But the risk... It's just risky. To me, it's just too risky. Uh, again, where, where are you getting in? Dollar seventy, thinking that oh, it's going to go up to two seventy eight. The only reason it's up at two seventy eight. Look at that volume. Somebody's pumping it up. So Bender, I'd say trade it. Don't own it. But again, I, I just don't think the risk is is worth the bet. You know, you're gambling at that point unless you know something on the inside. Unless you know that these guys are kind of come out with some type of huge contract with shipping or some type of huge earnings. You just have to know that kind of stuff. And and you just don't. And if you do, it's called insider trading. They'll find you out. So Bender, I, I'd kind of stay away from that. Now, scans, way too many. Way too many. I mean, I've got a full-ass page of scans. One that I want to point out, uh, and it's actually turning true, is the XLK. Had a cross-up. Sectors, XLK, XLI, XLB, and XLC. XLK under its 200-day on the uh, the algorithm. The algorithm makes you 16% over two years. Uh, if you bought and held this one, you'd make 9% on XLK over two years. Uh, 163.95, you're trading at 164.93. You're up a half a percent today. NVIDIA is up 2%. I mean, we talked about, you know, Apple being up, Google being up, the top seven, you know, that have been beaten down. Amazon is up 1%. Um, but XLK, again, if you want an ETF that's in there, that's a good one. XLI, we talked about industrials um, last week. And I think industrials have been beaten down and, and are due to go back up. Um, this one is, I think it's below the 200-day. Let's wait for the chart to pop up. God, I hate I hate how slow. And I think this is my computer. I don't think it's anything other than my computer um, with TrendSpider and Chrome. Um, for some reason, just Chrome uh, lags on this computer. 102.54 uh, on Friday was the buy-in on XLI. You've got to cross up. Looks like it may be crossing down. It's at 185. If you can get XLI under 100, I mean, why wouldn't you? This one just seems to me, if you if you got a hard-on for uh, industrials, this one seems like a pretty good buy at 100. You're just passing the 50-day. Are you going to get to the 200-day? You don't get to the 200-day very often. Uh, this was the October lows of 2022. Um, there was the, the July lows where you bounced off. This was the 2008, 2019, 2019 um, where they raised rates, 2000, December 2018. This was COVID. 
So you don't come under that 200-day on industrials very often at all. Um, you go back, you know, we, we'd have to do a monthly to look at the, uh, let's look at a monthly to look at the 2008 housing crisis. Uh, ba -ba -ba, let's look at the monthly. Uh, there is the 2008 housing crisis. And it took a while, it took a year to come back, but still solid, still solid. So let, let me just kind of read some of these highlights. You got PayPal, you got Snowflake, you got Shopify, you got CrowdStrike, you got XLK, you got TQQQ. We have a cross up on TQQQ, um, which could indicate, you know, again, if we look at TQQQ, let's look at some seasonality on TQQQ. And we'll look at uh, 3561. You're at 3608 right now. But let's look at some seasonality. If you go back to 2010, October is, uh, what, third best month? 71%. We talked about July having a 100% win rate on TQQQ. That's over 14 years. If we just go weekly, let's do the week of the year. Uh, this week, you're up 57%. Not a bad one. Again, if you want to gamble, this is probably just a decent enough gamble to, to bet on. Buy at the beginning of the week, sell at the end of the week. And you look, there's not a lot of weeks that where you're under 50%. There's two weeks from here forward where you're under 50%. Probably not a bad bet to buy some TQQQ um, to, to move in there. Uh, let's see, Microsoft FBCG, which is the, uh, the um, ETF, the Fidelity ETF that beats out ARC over the short term. Uh, Google, energy transfer. Energy transfer is one that I've been yelling about. The guy's still buying. <laughs> energy transfer, if we go over here to uh, Finvis and we go energy transfer right there. Um, let's close these down. Uh, energy transfer, PE is 11, forward PE of 9. Uh, average target price is $17.27. You're trading again at $14. $13.83 is down 1.43. Energy's weak today. Take advantage of it. Look at this dude. September 1st, September 5th. I mean, he's buying six hundred and uh, almost $1.2 million. Look at the uh, executive chairman. I mean, he must have put in, uh, what, $100 million of this between 12 and 13. So you've got all of that. Uh, there's some Vanguard stuff. There's some good stuff here. So you, you've got that. If you have any questions, um, if you want any of the sales, TrendSpider, Seeking Alpha, Weeble, Newsletter, Visible, Tesla, all that stuff right here. Uh, I'm going to, I hear a dog crying. So I'm going to run out. Uh, I will be right back uh, for the YouTube audience, but that's it for the podcast. Tune in tomorrow. I'll be back in tomorrow. Thanks, guys. See ya.